G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. As we do on a Friday, good to get a focus on those issues that are shaping our culture as we speak. Bill Muhlenberg from Culture Watch back with us today and talking through an issue in one of Bill's recent blogs, talking about universities and how universities have changed so much. These days they've become establishments that are more secularized than oftentimes where the foundation has been Christian, talking about some of the globe's biggest and best-known universities. Bill Muhlenberg back with us. Hello, Bill. Welcome back to 2020. Great to be back. Bill, it would be the same in Australia as is happening around the world so far as universities go, but you're able to pinpoint and highlight a number of universities where there are such significant things that are showing that the Christianity, which was the firm foundation of universities, has been displaced. It's been forced out of the way and a secularism has taken over. What are your thoughts? Well, there's no question there's been massive changes here as in so much of the culture of the West. I recall some years ago in New Zealand talking to some, uh, well, mixed group, including atheists and secular humanists, and uh, I mentioned education and its history, and one guy got upset and spoke about, oh, you know, the church didn't found the universities, and, well, the truth is it was quite wrong if you simply look at the development of modern universities going back to the time of the Middle Ages, uh, they were mainly uh, often at the hands of churches. Some of the early universities in Spain and Paris and so on in England, uh, even, uh, you know, well-known English schools, Oxford, Cambridge, had basically Christian beginnings, the same in America, the famous uh, Eastern universities, Yale, Harvard, Princeton, all were founded uh, actually to train uh, clergymen and missionaries. They were actual uh, Christian institutions of higher learning uh, to pass on the Christian faith. So uh, you don't look at a, a place like Harvard or Oxford today. In fact, uh, in one of my pieces I wrote about how a Christian club who wanted to have a orientation day stall set up was uh, the one of the colleges at Oxford said, no, you can't do that. You offend others who may not be Christian. So there's been a massive change between the often Christian beginnings of many of our institutions of higher learning and where they are today, where they're largely uh, hotbeds of secularism and leftism. Bill, I imagine it's difficult to ask the question, how did we get to where we are today? And on the verge of what may well be historic social change, if the ways that legislation are introduced in coming times to do with the marriage debate, we'd have to say, how did we get here? Universities must have played a huge role in the way that They've shaped the nation, shaped the nations of the world. Mm. Uh, this is the hotbed of, of where those sorts of ideas come from, isn't it? 
Yeah, well, absolutely. The schools have a lot to answer for. I mean, the media as well, our uh, law courts, even our churches. I mean, these are all what we call uh, institutions of uh, power and influence. And uh, as I just wrote in a very recent piece, uh, the other side is much more cluey about this than we are. In fact, we speak of cultural Marxism. And uh, one famous uh, cultural Marxist talk about the... Um, long march through the institutions. That is, we're not winning with tanks and bullets and guns, so let's take over from within. Let's capture the colleges. Let's capture law and media and even uh, religious institutions. We'll subvert them from within, and we'll get the same outcomes if we went with bloody revolution. So they've been, well, they saw the big picture. They saw the long term. You know, they knew this wasn't going to happen overnight. They had to get into the universities. They had to become tenured professors. They had to, you know, take over sociology departments and, uh, you know, all the, certainly the humanities and, well, they were very good at it. They were dedicated to their cause. They got in there. They fought the long slog. And now we see the bitter fruit. So, yeah, the universities are contributing to the decline of the West. Much of the mainstream media, much of our law courts are doing the same. So on it goes. Our side, sadly, hasn't had that big picture of anything we've pulled out. We've said, oh, look, politics, that's not the Lord's work. You know, I, I, I won't waste time with journalism or political science or law. Uh, so we've kind of pulled out and we left these institutions wide open for the other side to basically take over. You've got to be humble, haven't you, to admit that there may in the history and recent history of churches mm -hmm. uh, that there may have been some level of negligence in yeah. not encouraging people of faith mm -hmm. to go through the secular institutions and battle their way academically to the top so that they were calling the shots. But that's not the case. Mm -hmm. uh, we've said to people, study's not important. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's... Uh as we say, much of Western civilization is a direct result of Christianity being up to its ears in educational involvement, political involvement, social and cultural involvement. So as we say, many of the schools were founded by Christians. Modern science was basically birthed by Christianity. Uh, so many of the things we take for granted today really came out of the Christian worldview. Uh, sadly today, and this is a fairly recent thing, most Christians have pulled out. We've stopped being salt and light. We've stopped seeing the Lordship of Christ extend to every area of life. But for most of Christian history, that was not the view. They knew we had to get involved in education, in politics, in law, in the arts, and so on. So it's a kind of a new experience of uh, 20th century 21st century evangelicals who've opted out, I think, taken a wrong view of culture. And as Chuck Colson says, uh, politics usually flows downstream from culture. So if we abandon the culture to our enemies, our ideological enemies, if we let the secular humanists take over culture as they have done, well, no wonder we keep losing so many uh, legal and political battles. We've already lost the culture, and that in some ways is even more important than individual political fights as uh, you know, vital as they are. 
Bill, you've got to ask the question, is it too late? Uh, Is it too late to engage the culture debate, the culture war that's going on? And uh, for some who are going to be pessimistic, Mm. uh, they might say, well, it's too late, we've lost the war, Uh, universities are lost, Uh, the nation's going down the tubes. Uh, We ought to, I guess, be a little optimistic and say uh, it's not too late Mm. and we still need to get the engagement happening. No, absolutely. It's uh, as I'm, I'm. Well, I'm asked this quite often. You know, what what do you foresee for the near future? I say, look, for the near future, I think it's going to get worse. No question, it's going to keep getting worse in the West. But if the Lord should tarry, and we can talk about the long-term future, and I think there's a case for that. Well, you know, we've seen it in history. We've seen how uh, you know barbarism has been overcome over the centuries by. Christianity, we're in the new age of barbarism, we're in the new dark ages in the West, and if the Lord doesn't come back for a while, well, it'll probably go downhill more in the coming years, but, you know, if it's a century or two or three, we can once again pick it up. It took the early church centuries to, um, you know, basically overturn a pagan culture and turn it into western civilization it's very easy to destroy such a culture you can do that overnight but to rebuild will take uh, decades and centuries so i always encourage christians look you got to have the big picture you have to have the longer term in view we don't know exactly when the lord is coming back jesus did say occupy till i come so i think that means in every area let's get back into education have christians lecturing at Harvard and at Melbourne University. Let's get Christians in the ABC, SBS, uh, Melbourne Age. You know, let's get Christians in the law courts, in the political parties. Uh, You know, it's not everybody's call, but the other side knows the value of getting into these institutions, and we've seen their successes as a result. So we need to uh, perhaps repent of not being salt and light and uh, reconsider how we can engage. Bill, you've been mentioning those words, cultural Marxism, and I know you've been speaking of recent times at a number of different opportunities to be able to present an idea of what's happening in the world and here in Australia specifically with the rise of cultural Marxism, this idea of a long march through the institutions. I note that there's a common thread in some of the latest articles that you've written uh, that really come around this theme and uh, even to the point of uh, one of your articles more recently about uh, what you've entitled Transport Insanity. Uh, There's a challenge here uh, for what's happening in schools, for what will happen in sport, in fact, in every area of society. Well, look, this is just the most recent episode in the cultural Marxist uh, takedown of the West, if you will. Uh, You know, five years ago, nobody was talking transgender. Uh, But now, every day, every way, you hear it everywhere. Here in uh, uh, Melbourne, we had a a guy who thinks he's a girl. He wanted to join the Women's uh, Football League. Thankfully, in this case, the AFL said no. I mean, you can kill somebody when you get a big, bulky guy who wants to play in girls' sport, you know, a couple of strong tackles, you can send gals to a hospital. In fact, that already has happened in other cases where a transgender guy claims to be a girl, gets into female sports, and basically sends 
poor female athletes to hospital. So this is just the latest episode. It's part of the whole radical 60s revolution, the homosexual revolution, the radical feminist and androgynous revolution. And now it's all the uh, transgender bit. And, uh, you know, it shows no sign of uh, easing up. But it occurred to me yesterday that, you know, the things that Satan hates the most, well, obviously God, but he can't kill God. So what will Satan do? He'll work on killing everything that God loves and values. So God created human sexuality. God created marriage and family. God created two genders. So what is Satan working on overtime today but to destroy all of those things and bring mass sexual confusion and anarchy into our society. And it's causing huge problems, especially for our children. And you don't leave it at the secular institutions where all of this is coming to light. How do you think cultural Marxism is, in fact, affecting the church? Mm -hmm. I note you've written one article just recently called Do You Go to Judas Church? There's connections there too, Bill. Yeah, well, look, as we say, the cultural Marxists also knew that if they didn't target the churches, they wouldn't succeed. They knew how important the churches were as a bulwark against uh, their radical agenda. So they've been targeting churches for decades now, and sadly, they have taken over, indeed, whole denominations, right? There's plenty of churches today in Australia who refuse to even speak on this most important issue of the day, uh, you know, what is marriage and family? And it's, uh, you know, they're seeking to overturn marriage and redefine it out of existence. But so many churches are refusing to even say a word on it, afraid of rocking the boat and offending people. But worse yet, as we know, some churches are actually siding with the other side. They're saying, yes, God blesses homosexuality. He makes them that way. He wants everybody to love, love, love. And, you know, what's wrong with homosexual marriage? So that's a clear indication of, well, certainly at the ba- the back line, Satan, but certainly at the forefront, cultural Marxism taking over our churches and destroying Christianity in that sense. Well, Bill, always so good getting your insights. I'll point listeners to check out some of your latest blogs uh, that they'll want to do when they go to com or simply Google Culture Watch and you'll find some of the articles we're talking about today. Bill, thanks so much for keeping us up to date and uh, your thoughts on these issues today on 2020. Many thanks. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.